Welcome back to Over the Border. This is our 20th episode. I can't believe we've made it 20 episodes. I'm fired up to be here. It's the start of March Madness. We got hockey, some NFL news. I'm fired up to be here. Kyle, how are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling pretty good. You know, there's lots going on in the sports world. As you mentioned, March Madness is just starting tomorrow. Got some playing games tonight. Playing games were yesterday as well. We also have the trade deadline for the NHL. However, on the other hand, I also got killed in my picks last week besides winning my lock the week. So I'm looking for a bounce back week. Ryan, how are you doing? Well, before I start and say anything, I got to credit Jarmic, a.k.a. Justin, for being the only one to actually go 500 last week. So so kudos to you. But Thanks, boys. United knocked out of the Champions League, so there goes our shot of any trophy this year. It's been the longest drought. United hasn't had a trophy in 40 years. So... A pressing time for United fans. Uh, Pugba got robbed uh, during the game, so it's just great being a United fan. But no, enough about the, sh- the the shit. We got some madness. I'm pumped. We'll discuss our final four later in the episode. I'd say we get right into it. Before we get into this week's episode, a quick recap of picks last week. As I mentioned, I got killed. I went 1-7, 49.1% overall. Ryan also had a tough week, 0-3, 48.1% overall. Justin managed to be 500, 4-4, 50.3% overall. Last week, 5-14 as a pod, pretty horrendous. Overall, 49.3%. Hopefully, we can get some winners for you guys this week. All right, we're going to start off as per usual with Coast to Coast recapping news across Canadian sports. We're going to get in starting on the West Coast, the Canucks 29-24-7, the Oilers 32-23-4, the Flames 36-16-7, and and they they actually made a trade like, I don't know, half an hour ago. Uh, they traded Cali Yarn. traded for Cali Yarncroke, Jesus Christ, names are not my forte on the mic. Um, for a pick, uh, there haven't been too many details been released because it's so new. Um, but yeah, they're 36, 16, and 7, primed to make a run. The Jets, 27, 23, and 10. And then the Ottawa Senators, 21, 33, and 5. And Tamir Ryan last week, he gave his recap after going to the Flames-Habs game. I was at two Ottawa Senators games, one on Saturday and one on Monday against Chicago and Arizona. A couple of dumpster fire games. Uh the boys did not look good. That's uh, and that's my recap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> very very quick recap, uh, and I think that's uh, it's better to stay that way. Yeah, I agree. Nobody wanted to watch those games anyway. Nope. The Maple Leafs thirty seven seventeen and five, and then the Habs sixteen thirty five and eight, and once again they just made a trade today. Pretty crazy, Ryan. Why don't you break it down for us? This was maybe happened like. 14 minutes ago, I'll say. Uh, the reason I'm so precise is because I got a tweet pulled up. So just trying to be a not a big insider. Insider in, in, on Ryan Twitter. Here. B- big Twitter guy. Yeah, so the Habs finally traded Sherrod. It's been talk for the last couple months. Honestly, I'm about it. We'll get a 2023 first round pick, 2022nd fourth round pick, and the rights to forward Tyler Silmanak. Or S- Sil. Similar, yeah, whatever. I'm not good with names either. Oh, you nailed it. Oh, really? See, 
caught myself off guard. Doesn't matter. But the Habs, the key thing of this trade, the Habs retained 50% of Sherratt's uh, 3.5 million cap hit. So, as good, you know what? I'm, I'm happy getting rid of it, but now the Panthers are even more stacked heading into the playoffs. Yeah, you know what? I was saying to Kyle before we got on the air, uh, Kyle's doing an away game or he's in my house right now. Uh, I think it's wild that the Habs were able to get a first-round pick for Sherratt, but on the other on the other hand, it makes sense for the Panthers to give up their first rounder this year because they're primed for a cup run and bringing in a physical defenseman like Ben Sherratt will definitely help them come postseason time. And Montreal does retain 50% of the salary, but he's a free agent at the end of this year. So I like the move for both teams, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, just to piggyback off what you said, I think a big reason why they're bringing in Sherratt is because he's coming off a playoff run where the Canadians made it to the finals. He has experience. He's a veteran on the point. Hard-nosed defenseman. However, they did give up a lot for him, like a first, a fourth, and a prospect for a guy who they're likely going to lose to free agency. In the short term, I mean, the Panthers win a cup. No one's going to care that they gave this up. But if they don't, uh, Montreal's going to be looking pretty happy with this trade. It's a first next year, by the way. Oh, it's not this upcoming year. No, it's next. It's in 2023. Oh, shit. I didn't even put that together. So, honestly, that's even better for the Habs because you already know Florida's going to be crazy good this year. Bank on them maybe being a bit worse next year. Fair enough. All right, well, let's move right along. Ryan, you've got some MLS picks. You teased this last week. Uh, why don't you give them to us? I'm not going to be naughty, naughty. I am going to deliver some MLS picks. It's the first time I've actually really ever decided to cap it. And why not do it on the on the podcast? I've always called this league a farmer's league. It's compared to European football, it's not very good. But hey, we got some Canadian teams in here. I'm a huge Impact fan. And I'm actually betting on the Impact game in this one. But before, okay. New York City and Philadelphia Union, both teams to score. Both these teams are actually some of the best teams in the MLS. And his, uh, with the stats, these this game is supposed to hit at 60%. The MLS average is 45, so I'll take those odds any day. And in head-to-head matchups, they've hit 50%. So, you know what? Stack guy twigs locks. Hey, stack guy twigs locks. And then the second one, I'm actually fading the impact. Atlanta Atlanta United won it a few years ago, I believe. Moneyline and plus over one and a half at plus odds. Fade the impact. I don't think the impact are actually that good, especially this year, especially away. You know, they, they need to play the Stade Staputo or Stade Staputo, but uh, I, gotta, I gotta respect the French people. No, I don't. think, yeah, I do. <laughs> Atlanta United, I think, roll over the impact. Those are the first two official MLS plays on the podcast. All right. And we're gonna kind of rifle through the rest of the show because I'm excited to get into uh, March Madness talk, but we've got some notes to hit on in the NHL. Thomas Hurdle was extended today by the San Jose Sharks. He got an eight-year extension with an AAV of average annual value of $8.13 million. Then, like I said, a few trades. Yarn Croak to the Flames for a pick. Yost to Minnesota for Sturm. And Vitran, Vitrano? How do you say his name? To the Rangers Vitrano. for a fourth. And then we'll jump into our picks right away here. Uh, I'm jumping on the Hurricanes money line tomorrow against the Leafs. The Leafs goal this week. Oh, oh I didn't know you were going to keep going. There. Sorry, the Leafs. I'm just going to give a little reasoning. The Leafs goaltending's been shaky. The Hurricanes are a wagon. Could be a Mrazic revenge game. I don't know if he's even going to get the start, but 
I got the Hurricanes. Yeah, not. They got uh, the rookie Halligren, who's just coming off his NHL debut, where he got a four nothing shutout against the Stars. So the kid is coming in with some confidence. That should be an interesting game. Yeah, I'm gonna take the Hurricanes minus one ten against the Leafs. <laughs> All that to say. doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't All matter. that to say, he's fading the Leafs is the point. That's a fact. Fair enough. I've got one pick this week. I'm going with the Panthers money line minus one twenty five against Vegas. Probably falling into a bit of a trap here as Vegas has lost five straight, but they're just struggling very hard right now, and the Panthers are rolling. So even if I am taking the trap, I'm happy to take the Panthers at uh, that line any day. Yeah, um, we've actually got some. NFL news since we last recorded. We'll save the best for last, but Vaughn Miller got paid by the Bills, so they're going to be scary on defense and even more primed to win a Super Bowl in my mind. He got he got six year, $120 Yeah, he got the bag. Talk about getting paid. Speaking about getting paid, Christian Kirk got paid massive dollars. I don't remember the exact it's figures. Up to, uh, it's up to eight, up to 84 million, million, I think. 84 million a year or something. Yeah, but overall 84 million. Yeah, to highest, the I think he's like the, the highest paid uh, receiver now. Oh, really? I, I didn't That's know that. Set, so, what a, what a bar he's just set for the rest of the wide receivers that are free agents. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of ridiculous. Um that's to the Jaguars by the way. And then Julio got cut from Ryan's beloved Titans. He didn't do much last year, so it's not that surprising. And the biggest news of the week since we last recorded, Tom Brady steals Selection Sunday and comes back out of retirement after a short two-month stint hitting the golf courses. I guess, you know, spent a little too much time making out with his kids. You know why he unretired? Why? He went to go see Cristiano Ronaldo play, saw Ronaldo score a hat trick, talked to him after the game. And you know he's probably said, "Frick, if Ronaldo's doing this, I can still do it." So, and Ronaldo, there's—I don't know if you guys saw the video. Ronaldo, uh, he asked him, "Are you still playing?" And he—he didn't—he didn't say no. He was like, mm, "Yeah, but one more think, left in me." I didn't think Pinaldo was winning any trophies this year. He's not, but Pinaldo still got a hat trick <laughs> and carries us when he can. United's utter trash, guy. Okay, let's carry on. One more note on the Tom Brady thing. His last touchdown throw ever, the ball was sold for over $500,000. Talk about this a bad moron. beat. Yeah. This fucking moron. Now, instead of being worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, it is a touchdown pass From in a playoff loss. Tough. Just any other ball. Well, let's move along. Kyle, what do you got in the NBA this week? No plays this week in the NBA, unfortunately. Only one game tomorrow. But we'll be back soon with some more NBA locks. All right. The moment I've been waiting for. Let's get into some bracket talk. We're going to go through. Everybody's going to list their final fours. And then we all have a decent number of plays for the round of 64. So we'll get into that. Uh, I'm going to jump in here first. Um, I've got out of the West region, I've got Alabama. In the East, I've got Purdue. So the Purdue against Alabama. And then... In the south, I have Arizona, and in the Midwest, I have Kansas. So two ones, a three, and a six. And I've got Purdue beating Kansas. The Purdue Boilermakers are your national champions. Let's give it up for Purdue. No chance. Don't hate it. Don't hate it. But uh, I don't think they get it done. My bracket, I've got Texas Tech coming out of the west. I've got Baylor coming out of the east. Tennessee coming out of the south as a three seed. Kansas coming out of the Midwest. 
So that leaves us with Tech and Kansas playing in the finals with Kansas as your national champion. Respect. Okay, okay. You know, I, I, I don't hate it. Kansas, former school of Andrew Wiggins, Canadian. But I think you guys are both wrong. Out of the West, I'm with Kyle here. I got Texas Tech. I think they knock off the Zags. In the South, I'm rocking with Arizona. I'm pretty sure it's my only one seed. Yeah, it is. I'm rocking with Arizona coming out. In the Midwest, my school, Auburn. I think it's <laughs> oh a two seed. God. They get through. <laughs> Trust me, it's going to be Auburn and Arizona. And then coming out of the East, I got Purdue, three rank. Respect. So then the Texas and Purdue matchup, I think Texas Tech will win. Arizona-Auburn, unfortunately, I think Arizona goes through. And your NCAA March Madness champion this year will be Arizona. All right, interesting. Everybody's got a different champion. You love to see that. Some similarities in the Final Four. You know, I, I'm just excited to see how... A very exciting tournament. Yeah, I think it's. I'm excited to see how it all unfolds. But this is a gambling show after all, and we are in a pool all together. Um, winner take all. Actually, second place gets their money back. But, uh, yeah, we're all in a pool, so we'll keep you guys posted on that. But let's get into our picks for the round of 64. I'll lead us off. I've got seven of them, eight if you include my lock of the week, but we'll save that for a little later. I've got Michigan minus one versus Colorado State. Indiana plus three versus St. Mary's. Loyola Chicago money line against Ohio State. Purdue, my national champions, respect, minus 16 against Yale. Wisconsin minus 7.5 against Colgate. TCU minus 105 on the money line versus Seton Hall. And Houston minus 8.5 versus UAB. I've also got six plays, and my seventh will be in my lock of the week. First play, Colorado State plus one against Michigan. Then I'm riding with Vermont plus five against Arkansas. Marquette plus 3.5 against UNC. Creighton plus two against San Diego State. Miami plus 1.5 against USC. And TCU plus one against Seton Hall. Riding with the hungry dogs, eh? I like it. It's March Madness. All dogs in round one, baby. All dogs. <clears throat> well, I, uh, I have four plays, so not as much as the boys, but of course I have a parlay. It's kind of my version of a teaser as it's the March Madness season uh, instead of the NFL. First pick, Houston minus eight and a half versus UAB. My second pick, we got a dog, San Fran. I think San Fran could be a, a dog to watch. You know, uh, Loyola Chicago a few years back. I think San Fran could be that this year. Third pick, Colorado State plus one and a half versus Michigan. And then my parlay, Memphis, UCLA money line. Favored someone heavy with Memphis at minus three. Take the money line. Boom. There's your non-official teaser. Not official teaser, but official teaser on the card. All right, Kyle. Let's get into the listener pick segment. Take it away, bud. Coming off a tough week where both Bob and Ben were rolling with Jets over six. A 2-1 game, so That's not tough. very close, unfortunately. That means we got two new listeners in with two new picks. This week, they got different picks. First, we got Joel rolling with Scotty Barnes over 17.5 points. That is for tonight's game at 10.30. Then we have Shane rolling with South Dakota plus two against Providence. Good luck to you both. 
again, we're still waiting on someone to go on uh, go on that run and get us get a sweater. John came close, couldn't get it. We're still waiting. It's been the closest one since. I just want to uh, jump in with some breaking news. Shout out to listener Ben, who's in the room with me right now. He just shot me a text. Shabbat left the Sens game with an apparent shoulder injury. So that's, that's not tough. That breaking news. That's, that's just tough. tough. That's just tough for Sens fans. Which I would argue is sixty percent of our audience. So. <laughs> yeah. <for> <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Is thank you for saying right. Thank Facts. you for reminding me. All right. Well, let's get into the $100 bankroll challenge. To recap last week, Kyle went one and one, but his heavier play did cash, so he went up $4.09, bringing his total to 93.47. And Ryan, two and one last week, plus $10.25. He is now at 85.53 remaining. I'll take it away, boys. What do you guys got? Well, you know, I was going to ask you for your picks there, uh, Justin, but then I remembered Thanks, part of it. Thanks. So I'll just carry on with my picks. Yeah, I'm out 13 and 28. Whatever, I get it. (laughs) It's tough. Tough luck. Uh, I got to credit Kyle. He was almost down in the dust with Justin. He's crawled his way back up. He's leading now. He's almost back to 100, which would be even. So I got to... You gotta respect my opponent when respect you. is Thank credit. You. But I'm gonna pass you some three winners this week. First pick, it's tomorrow. It's against my beloved West Ham Hammers. Sevilla double chance and under three and a half and minus one oh five. Sevilla are Europa League goats. They've won it three out of the last maybe five or six years. In a win or tie game against West Ham, they will do it. They have the Europa mentality. So cheeky $10 there. And then my second play, it's over. First game is on Saturday. Second game is tomorrow. Hoffenheim team total over one and a half in German league. They play Hertha. Hertha just concedes like there's no tomorrow. And then PSV plays Copenhagen in Europa. Over one and a half. Probably those two together, minus 108. Another cheeky $10. And my second play, it's a $15. Oh, no, my third play, pardon me, is a $15 play. But you have to wait for my lock of the week. Enough of that bullshit across the pond, train on the water, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Let's go back to talking about. Hey, that is a great song in Family Guy. A March Madness tournament. I got three plays, two of them on one game. My first play, Vermont plus five against Arkansas. The line movement in this game has been very fishy. Everyone was very high on Arkansas all year. No one really knows much about Vermont. They're putting this line that close with Arkansas, with the public all over Arkansas. I'll gladly take Vermont plus five for $10. And I'm also going to sprinkle $5 on Vermont Moneyline. We might see an upset in this game. I'd love to see that. Let's go Vermont. My second play, Colorado State plus one for $10 against Michigan. Once again, public will be very heavy to Michigan. Everyone thinks they're going to make this miraculous run after winning or after just getting into uh, the tournament, I don't think so. Colorado State's been a very strong team all year. I think they get it done. All right, now for everybody's favorite segment, the lock of the week. And unfortunately, we went 33% in our lock of the weeks last week. Kyle, the only victor. I lost. Ryan lost. I'm winning again and again and again. Bringing, hey, he's officially passed. Oh, no, he's close. Bringing me pretty... to... 
No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. It's, I, I, I'm just looking at the record right now. It's between you and Kyle. It's pretty darn close. Yeah, so I'm 10-6-1, Ryan is 7-10-1, and, and Kyle is 11-7. And, and this week, Kyle just touched on the game in his bankroll challenge. I'm rocking with Vermont plus 5. I also could see an upset in this game. I'm obviously not going to take the money line. I'll take the points. Um, but in my bracket, I have them beating Arkansas. Uh, I I agree. The The line's too close. Public all over Arkansas. Let's, let's ride. All right, well, there's no questioning it. I was shit last week on the pod. My pod picks were terrible, but I won another lock of the week. No one's talking about this. I've won four straight lock of the weeks. I'm red hot. We're going to make it five straight this week. No one's going to talk about it, but that's fine. You're going to get gonna a sweater. Five straight. I'm going to get myself a sweater. <laughs> You're going to get yourself your own sweater. Exactly. This week, round of 64, March Madness, Providence minus two against South Dakota State. Time and time again, everyone has doubted Providence. They said they got lucky. All the analysts and the analytics guys say that they're not good. They just get lucky. Providence is a team of destiny. Yeah, they don't have the superstars that some other teams do. They won their conference tournament. I think they're going to play a tough game against South Dakota State. Public on South Dakota as a dog. You love that. Providence minus two. Let's make it five fucking straight in a row. I can't believe you're fading one of the listeners. Yeah, Shane, he's got South Dakota, but hey. March Madness is all about entering the tournament hot, and if you do that, you've got an advantage. So, get hot. I'm at the just right saying. Time. What? Get hot at the right time. Exactly. You got, if you're hot at the right time, anyone can win March Madness. But you already know I'm not betting on March Madness for my lock of the week. We are going across the pond. Train on the water, boat on the track. Train on the water, boat on the track. And we are hitting Europa League tomorrow. Frankfurt and Betis. This is a must-win game for Betis. They lost the first leg uh, 2-1 on aggregate. So expect the game to be a high press, both uh, from Frankfurt and Betis. But in Europa, Betis has hit the, has hit both teams to score in over two and a half in three of the last four games. And Frankfurt has hit it in two of the last three. Both their losses... Could have seen this hit. Frank, uh, Frankfurt lost. Uh, no, Frankfurt drew 1-1. And then Betis lost 4-0. So one goal apart and you cash that bet. Uh, this is a coin flip for either side. So taking the total, I think, is a safer bet. My prediction in this game, I think it's going to be a 2-1 Frankfurt result. So if you want, you can even sprinkle the 2-1 score. Give me Frankfurt. Both teams to score in over 2.5. All right, and that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at OverborderPod. See you guys next time. Life's a gamble, so I want to put the house on it.